Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 10 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all for downloading our show today, wherever you're listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now we have two huge shows today with a couple of rising stars in Australian age swimming at the moment. You'll be wanting to remember these names over the next few years and we're going to start now with Queensland superstar Mr. Tommy Neal. I really enjoy having the age group swimmers on the podcast. Uh, They're always excited to be a part of it. And I'm always excited to be able to shine a light on just how talented they really are. And I know you should all be excited for the future of Australian swimming. So get ready to hear for one of the future superstars and Dolphins team members as Ep 10 with Tommy Neal starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundred in the second inning. Gary Hall Jr. the extrovert and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a meter on Vanderhoof's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he's shot. He can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats. Vets in the black hats. And Vets is bullets. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to Thorpe. Thorpe to the hall. Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the show is one of Australian swimming's fastest rising stars. He is a seven-time medalist from last year's Australian Age Champs. He's a four-time medalist from the 2019 Junior World Champs in Budapest, where he went sub-15 minutes in the 1500 and claimed a silver medal and put his name right alongside the names of Mac Horton, Grant Hackett, and Kieran Perkins as one of the fastest 17-year-olds in Australian history. I don't want to give his, um, build his head up anymore. He won't be able to fit out the door. So we'll get him started. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast to Tommy Neal. Tommy, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yourself? Mate, I'm very good. I'm very good. The, the voice is, um, is starting to go. I think I talk too much, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get through it. Just so everyone knows, I'm not a smoker. All right. I know it sounds like it, but I'm not a smoker. Nice <laughs> yeah, never heard anyone. Um, where have we caught you today, mate? Obviously, uh, you're up in, in Queensland, but for anyone who doesn't you know, know whereabouts you are, where do you live? Yeah, I'm just uh, in the west part of Brisbane, just at home today, um, pottering around, nothing much to do on the Friday, but yeah. How have you been with, obviously, um, uni and, and stuff like that? Have, have you been affected in, in any way with that? Did you have to start doing classes at home or Zoom sessions? How's that been? Um, yeah, so, well, I guess the time off swimming sort of helped uni a bit. Um, it allowed me to sort of catch up because we were tossing up between dropping another subject or not. But um, the time from home, it's given me actually something to do. Um, all the online stuff, it's pretty, it's pretty flexible. Yeah. The UQ have done a brilliant job at it, I reckon. Um, but yeah, no, it's been crazy actually. I don't mind the online learning. Yeah, yeah, it's much easier at home. You don't even have to yeah, get yeah. dressed. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mate, after the meet you had last year at Junior Worlds uh, in mm. Budapest, you must have been buzzing for this year and, and for obviously National Age Champs. This would have been your last one, was it? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been. Uh, yeah, and, and obviously trials for, for Tokyo. Yeah. How did you go with all that news? And obviously it's out of your control, but still you, know, you can't help but sort of be a bit down when you first hear it. Yeah, well, when I first heard it, like especially the age, you know, it's your last age. You still want to have a good crack at that. Um, like I was still eligible for that junior team. And then sort of like obviously there was that uh, goal to also 
do well at the trials, but um, like personally, I guess being a young bloke, the extra the extra year doesn't actually hurt me too much. Like yeah. I reckon it could work in my favour a lot. Um, you know, extra year under my belt, a bit of growing still to do, and hopefully mm. next, or well, I guess this time next year, we've got some good news on the way. <laughs> Mate, with, with training during COVID, obviously, I know you've been back for about two months now, maybe even a little bit longer, but there was a yeah. period of time where, where you weren't able to get in. What did, what did you do? Did you have a home gym? Did you throw a bungee on and jump in the backyard pool? What we, or, yeah, well, or did you just sit on the computer and play games? <laughs> no, I try to stay away from that as much as possible. But um, no, I brought my, my old footy boots back out. The, mm-hmm. Found some um, rusty old ones down the dumps but um me and my brother sort of you know kicked the footy a fair bit went down to the old west bulldogs stomping yeah. ground um catch up with some mates you know but otherwise it was just you know the bungee training got some stuff from the pool to take home for gym but um mm-hmm. it no nah, it was pretty I guess it's annoying but everyone's in the same boat you just got to find something to keep you occupied and not stack on the kilos which was <laughs> Good. <laughs> Easier for some than others, mate. Yeah, I know. I Kentucky, but, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the footy boots there, mate. Did you, you play footy? What, what did you play? Yeah, I played union back in the day. Um, I actually snapped my tibia and fibula in grade oh, eight. So after that, I sort of just played for a bit of fun, school yeah. footy. And then swimming sort of took off, so I thought it wasn't worth it anymore. But still love going out, watch watching the schoolboys. And then now, you know, hopefully the Reds. Start picking it up, <laughs> mate. I'm not. I'm not a union guy, but you know, I, I know I'm not a Reds fan. That's for sure. I'm sure if I had yeah. to go for anyone, it'd be Waratahs or <laughs> yeah, oh, Brumbies, Brumbies maybe. I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't know if anyone even watches those those games. I think, yeah. I think they're, they're going to get axed yeah. soon, aren't they? I'll start showing a, New Zealand games instead. Yeah, you can get a seat in the stands. That's for sure. <laughs> No, mate, sure when you got back in the pool, was it uh, easier or harder than you thought it was going to be? That sort of first week. Um, oh, it was it just because something it's such a feel sort of sport and you know, you come back and it's just a bit whack. You're like, shit, where am I? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, after, after a week or so, you, obviously you lose the fitness, but the feel comes back pretty quick. So now it's just building that back up. Hey, talk to me about how swimming started for you. Like, well, what are your earliest memories in the pool and what, what drew you to the pool? Yeah, well, I actually grew up in Hong Kong. I was born there. Um, we moved over there for work. Well, dad's work, sorry. Um, lived there for about seven, eight years. And my mm. brother and sister actually were swimmers and, you know, decent swimmers. So, yeah. so I just sort of followed them into the pool. Hey, um, Hong Kong, there. there's a little bit that I didn't get in my yeah. research. Hey, yeah. How was it growing yeah. up over there? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not too many people know it, but yeah, <laughs> little fun fact. <laughs> yeah, what was it like over there? Yeah, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it, you know. We, we still stay in touch over there, head over back there every three years or so um it's a bit of a um you know different show over there now with all the riots so we might stay away but yeah um, i'd advise not going back for a little bit mate. (laughs) the riots coronavirus (laughs) probably not a good time yeah yeah yeah. defend the country but um no but yeah no i really enjoyed it i was only up there to like grade three so i can't really remember like all my mates there. I think heaps of them moved to Australia anyway, but my brother still keeps in touch with all his mates because he was older. Yeah. Outside of swimming and, and obviously union, I know you played that. What other sports did you get involved in, in anything else? Um, I'd mix it and be cross country. Not that I 
loved running, but that was sort of just for the school and stuff. Mm. Really not a fan of it. But um, did you have to do any running when when the pool shut down? Did you have to oh, go out and I get did, the... But my shins were a bit angry, and um, I decided just to give that a rest. <laughs> yeah, I but, did yeah. notice a lot of swimmers um getting on the bike instead and yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to get I'm away from the trainer. Well, me and my brother actually went for a, a cycle, but yeah, I don't I don't look good in lycra, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, when people wear like I, I just shake yeah. my head. I say, "Come on, mate! It's not hard. Go home. A pair of pants, <laughs> something." <laughs> well, yeah. what do you enjoy most about training? I mean, obviously, um, you know, you you must enjoy it because you're still in there and you're killing it. So, is it you know being around your mates? Is it you know being competitive within training? Is it being a part of the team? Well, what do you enjoy most about training? Um, I think it's just a combination of all, you know, you, you go there cause you got to enjoy the sport, like you said, to stay in it. So it's probably the people there, but also, you know, you, you go there to belt yourself every day and you just want to see how, how well you can train that, that particular session. Then you just go in day in, day out. And I know I find enjoyment out of that. <laughs> Talk to me yeah. about uh, heroes, mate, idols. Was there anyone that you, you looked up to and you, you know, you sort of idolized? Um, I'll definitely sort of, you know, Grant Hackett growing up, um, probably in the staying the sport of swimming. Yeah, definitely Grant Hackett, just seeing the way, you know, he's the race, the sort of adversities he faced, but he's still, I don't know, like probably one of the best blokes that, well, I've heard that I know and, um, yeah. one of the toughest races I've ever seen. So I, I admire that. Yeah, that yeah. 2004 Athens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, busted lung and, and, and he still yeah, pulled it out. Absolute battler, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> now, mate, a lot of swimmers have big meets, qualifying times that they, they try and achieve. And at one point, I know you're killing it now, but at one point that was you trying to get these times and things like that. What were a few things that you did struggle with, um, you know, as you were coming up as an age grouper? For example, you know, was it nerves? Was it executing race plans? I know. Uh, as we you know get further and further in swimming those race plans start to become a, a little bit more um, yeah. you know technical in terms of stroke rates and what splits yeah. you've got to be holding here yeah. it, what, what have you had to overcome uh well i reckon sort of when i was around that 12 and 13 mark you know um you know where all the all the boys start growing like the early rises and yeah. i feel like you know i was still a skinny lad i've mm-hmm. only just you know shot up and definitely yeah. back then like I was still up there, I was still just pottering out around that third, fourth, second mark, but I always wanted that that top spot. And then yeah. it was always just about staying in the sport, working on your technique and then waiting for a bit of growth and then well, it'll come. Mm. It's a yeah, good point you make there, mate, about that. And I've had a few boys myself, um, some that have stayed in, but some that haven't, that you've had to yeah. try and give the sell to at 12 and 13. You know, I know you're little, and I know that guy over there has a yeah. mustache, but yeah. <laughs> you you eventually will grow. And, yeah, exactly. and to be honest, some of those kids that I've coached, you know, I, I looked at the swimmers that mm. were beating them, I'm like, you're, you're going to knock him off in three yeah, or four exactly. years. It's a hard time, sell. Yeah, at the time you think it's being all and end all, you're like, holy crap, how's that bloke? six foot seven and I'm still a twig, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's tough at the time, but you just listen to your older, older athletes and your coaches and your parents and they'll tell you to grow. Hopefully. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you listened. Some of the other swimmers of mine yeah. didn't listen and they're off. <laughs> yeah. God knows doing what around the streets of Sydney now. Um, <laughs> what, what are some of your favorite races, mate, that, um, that you, you know, competed in the pool? Um, oh, I definitely love the, the 400 free just cause it's got a bit of element of everything, you know, it's still an exciting race for people to watch, but 
it's a little bit of distance. And then the 1500 also, you know, it's a pretty historic event for Australia. So mm. hopefully one day I can continue that. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Now I want to get stuck into last year's national age champs and, and yeah. the results because you killed it, no doubt. You came over seven medals, five gold, two silver. Um, and before we get to the meet itself, what was training like in the lead up to, to that? I'm always fascinated when people go to a meet, whether it's you guys with National Age and Junior Worlds or I'm talking to Grant Hackett in the lead up to him breaking a world record. I'm always interested in you know, what was the lead up like? Like what went so right for you to be able to then go and compete and just yeah. and kill it? What, what was it like? Was it increased workload? Did you start, you know, was there just no interruption so you were healthy and fit? Um, well... I guess just from the start of like right from the start of preparation, you know, we got the, that early aerobic base in um, and then that sort of just kicked, kick-started everything. You know, we had the, even the lead-up meets were, we were just knocking off the targets each, do, each time. Um, like even the school champs, the GPS champs, which is big and I wanted to do well in that. Yeah. And that was about seven weeks prior, I think, or six weeks prior. So we used that as a little lead-up meet. Um, and then, yeah, it all sort of just fell into place, you know, right timing. Um, and then it's also just improving on what, what we did in December at States. And then obviously after age, we just sit back and then see what we can improve again. But we don't like to change too much. You know, if it works, keep doing it, I reckon. Keep it Absolutely. simple. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly right. Mate, did any swim of that week stand out for you in any way and, and why? Obviously, I know you like the 400 and you, you like yeah. the 1500, but was there one sort of standout? Um, I reckon the, the 1500 sort of, and even the 800, you know, the 800 cracking that eight-minute bar- barrier for the first time, like just seeing it on the boards a bit. Oh, yeah, righto. I'll take yeah. that. But, um, <laughs> but, and the 1500, like at the end of the week, you know, you're pretty buggered. Um, and then to put together just a good, good solid swim, which is what I want to do with my coach. And um, yeah, put together it all and I was happy. Glad you mentioned that at the end of the week you were buggered because it, it does interest me with someone like yourself who's doing a 1,500, an 800, 400 IM. God damn. I mean, <laughs> you're a glutton for punishment, but you obviously you love it. What's it like <laughs> through that week though? How challenging is it to, to always try and be up because you've got finals, you've got heats? Um, yeah. you know, what do you got to get right that week? Is it recovery? Is it nutrition? Yeah, well, it's pretty, it is pretty brutal, um, especially. I find, I actually find states especially brutal because that is right in Queensland summer. Yeah, the coaches um, do too, mate, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweat box, that down, <laughs> yeah. down the place. At least we can get to the pool. Um, but yeah, no, nah, well, but I've been doing it since I was like eight years old. So, yeah. like, to say I'm used to it, like, I guess I am, but I'm all, it does hurt every time. Um, but I guess you just got to train for it and that's what we do. So mm. in terms of mate, the recovery and stuff like that though, yeah. how, how important is that and how much are you guided by your coach and how much now are you switched on enough to know what you've got to do yourself? Yeah, exactly. So especially the food, which I, I didn't even know much about until like more recent years, like I'll just go home, eat whatever yeah go to bed but now it's actually you know you need to get this sort of food in uh, as soon as you finish your race do this sort of recovery and i think that's definitely helped with those long weeks especially in like you know as i said last year and even at junior worlds but um yeah sleep's a big one don't complain about that but um especially teenagers yeah. on their phones instead of going to sleep yeah exactly and that yeah that is 
big one nowadays as well because you can just stay up all night scrolling Absolutely. through the feed. I know, mate. Don't worry. The parents always say to me, Robbie, can you talk to him or her? doesn't matter, boy or girl. We're all on your phones. And I yeah, say, yeah, what am yeah. I going to do? I'm sitting at my house. Well, I can't tell your kid. Well, you living, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lock them in a drawer. That's, yeah. that's my advice to all the parents. Lock them in a drawer because they will, they'll actually find the key and they'll get it out. Mm. <laughs> hey, we've mentioned your coach a few times now, Damo. Um, yeah. Very nice guy. Uh, and I've gotten to know Damo a bit and, and a great, yeah, great guy. Damien Jones for all the listeners who, yeah. who don't know Damo is and, and you train at Rackley. How yeah. important is Damo to your success and, and how does he help you the most, do you think? Oh, he's a, he's a proper legend, actually. Because I've been un, like sort of under him since back at like Clayfield when I was ten. I've never, I haven't actually been like his direct coach yeah. until leading until the preparation up till Junior Worlds last year. But he's been, you know, sort of running the the whole club yeah. and the whole preparations and stuff. But um, oh, he's more like he's more than just a coach. Coach, I guess you know, he's a mate. He texts me weird stuff every day. He's keeping mm-hmm. the memes coming. His his new songs. <laughs> his, his sports betting addiction, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, he's definitely more than just a coach, and I guess that's why I sort of love the sport coming in day in day in day out, and um, mm. seeing him and just having a yarn, not not even talking about swimming, just just life. So that's good. You mentioned there, obviously, but you've had a few other coaches in the lead up to there. Do you want to give a shout out to those guys? Like, who's who's helped you get to this point? Yeah, well, I guess early in the days is Tim Dilger, Digger. He's actually the assistant coach now of Rackley. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess after that, I had Justin Bell, who's down in Melbourne now for about five years. He was a big influencer, I guess, in the, like all that age group stuff. Great bloke, absolute legend. Um, and then he moved down to Melbourne after age last year for his girlfriend and family. So yeah. that was I sad. Know, I know the feeling, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy life, happy life. Yeah. Just better marry her. Anything we don't know about Damo that, you know, only you guys get to see on the pool deck. Mm. You said there he's, you know, he's sports betting addiction. No, he's not actually. No, no, I don't know. It's it's all jokes. (laughs) But yeah, anything we don't know. Um, Well, he's not actually that top notch at sports bet. Um, (laughs) And loves his sort of trance music. Absolutely loves it. to to see him just put you pop your head up and he's having a full disco rave at the other end of the pool. If we had strobe lights and if it was indoor pool, he would be flicking that. In his element. Right. Yeah, he's a he, <laughs> he's a dance fiend. But um, yeah, that's all we love about him. He keeps things interesting. Every set's got a new little quirky ring to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Nah. Mate, again, you're a professional. You've led me to it. You say every set. What What are some of your favourite sessions? And what are some of your least favourite? I've got to ask that too. So what are you, when you get out of bed in the morning, what are you pumped for? And you're like, yes, I know this is going to be this today. And what sometimes yeah. are you dragging your feet about? Like, oh, I'm not yeah. looking forward to this. I do love a Tuesday Arvo. There's always like a, like a point scoring system. I know last week we had a, um, an AFL sort of set where if you do a time, you, you have a goal if you're, if you don't, if you miss it by point one, you you score a behind, and if you don't score any points, you should be pissing off playing croquet or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. But yeah, Tuesday I was definitely, and then it's just those Saturday mornings. You know, they think 
Damo thinks you got nothing else to do that weekend, so he flogs you. Um, yeah. But then again, I, like I do love it. That that feeling when you finish a hard se- session and you're completely bugged, but you know you did well. I reckon that's one of the best feelings someone else, someone can ever have. <laughs> yeah, hey, see, swimmers and definitely distance swimmers always have certain sets that just stay with them, and and yeah. you know they think, oh, geez, that was a tough one. What are some of the toughest sets you've done? Um. I'm not a fan of the the 3100s, just 1500 pace on yep. short rest, and then there's also like a 22100s, just max. See how you go, <laughs> blow out. Um, and then it's all just the pacing for the 1500 sets. You know, the four twos, short rest, where you just got to hit it in and yep. out, in and out. Um, and then not just one time; it could be three times, four times. Yeah. And then also, and then you get the four hundred pace sets, and that's just brutal. But yeah, what's your favourite to train for? Two, four, fifteen? I am. Well, what's your favourite sort of event to train for? Um, favourite or fun? <laughs> I'll go with fun. fun. Well, fun's probably, you know, the the two hundred. And like, I actually don't mind the training for the fifteen hundred stuff because you can get in that groove, and you know, you keep going. But, but to the least fun, but I guess most beneficial is that those 400 pace sets where it's just, you got to hit those hundreds all the time, but it, it, it just extends each week, you know, the preparation and each week it just lingers over your head. Like, ah, oh, crap, here we go again. Yeah. And just when you think you're starting to get there and you're like, yeah, I've got yeah. that. And then it gets harder then again. And then you've got to step up one level. more time. Yeah. So annoying, but <laughs> mate, we've mentioned the 400 there. Um, talk to me about race plans. I do love a good race plan. How, how detailed are you and Damo around your race plan? I've heard people on the podcast, you know, say that they, they don't even like race plans, they just ask their coach to give them two or three things to think about, and that's it. Wait, what about you guys? You know, how far do you go into a race plan for a 400? Oh, yeah, we're, we're pretty simple, you know, it's all like obviously. You know, the first hundred, it's all cruisy. And then we just like to focus on that middle 200. Um, really just belt yourself there. And then hopefully your fitness and back end will take care of itself in that last bit. But, um, you know, yeah, we do like to keep it simple, not overthink things. Definitely swim your own race, but also use your competitors to your advantage and then race them. <laughs> mm. Have you ever got that wrong though? Have you ever that first hundred, you know, got a bit excited with the boys and gone out a bit a bit too hard and then paid for it in the end? Yeah, yeah, more more so in a um two hundred, I think. Four hundreds, I've been even at the major meets, I've been lucky, I guess. But at four hundred, I feel it's always going to hurt. So you might as well just accept that fact because you know that three hundred turns absolute killer yeah so you just want to be hurting with 100 to go so you know you did it right <laughs> hey 2019 junior world champs in budapest I, I mentioned at the top of the show and you definitely kept the good form going from nationals and i'll get to those results again in a minute yeah. for all the swimmers out there listening who haven't been to a, a junior world champs like this what are some of the biggest challenges you faced there um you know when you went over and, and how say different is it to a, a national age champs Oh yeah, it was mental actually, because <laughs> I I did not know what to expect because I had the junior pampax, but that was sort of just you know it was a different sort of environment. But junior yeah. worlds, it was proper hectic. Like you know you got the the full television, what you do stuff, um, everything's there. It's so professional. Everything's just 
eight top class A grade stuff. And yeah. and I know swimming Australia and all that's really good, but yeah, this is just a whole nother level. And it was pretty cool actually, because I didn't even know what to expect. And um, yeah, no, it was just special. Lifts you up. Yeah. What are the competitors like around there? Are there some people who are really cool and good to have a chat with? Are there some people who sort of act like dicks as if like they're the world champion already and they're getting around as if like, don't talk to me? Like, yeah, what's the vibe around pool deck? Or is it very friendly and everyone's happy to have a chat? Oh, well, June, like I reckon June is pretty, it's like, it's, it's full on, but you know, it's a bit of a more chill vibe. Um, everyone's usually friendly. You get the occasional ego yank but um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that you are you're gonna get that everywhere you go but um nah yeah junior's fun everyone's happy you know you're with you're with your mates who you've been swimming age group with for a long time especially your age group and then you get to meet new blokes from um, other countries as well mm. some you can't really speak to obviously because they're speaking <laughs> croatian or whatever but but it's good fun <laughs> it is good fun Racing wise, uh, you did pretty good, and you got to be proud of what you achieved. You got four medals: silver yeah. in the four and the fifteen, bronze in the in the eight hundred, and with the boys, I think in the four by two as as well. Yeah. Going to be pretty happy. Yeah, no, I was stoked. That it was just such a fun meet, um, and then just to put together the results that which what we wanted. Um, it was just nice. It was just nice to get the job done. <laughs> I, I mentioned. Uh, the the fifteen hundred and the sub fifteen swim that you went mm. uh, and it puts you in pretty good company now, mate. As I said before, with some legendary names. Yeah. How motivating is that as a factor to you in terms of goal setting, or are you just simply, you know, I just want to go out and be better than I was before? Oh yeah, obviously I've got my goals, especially in that event. Um, but it gives you just a bit of boost of confidence. I feel that fifteen minute barrier, like in terms of your mind, you you, you just think to yourself, I'm not a I'm not a fifteen minute swimmer anymore. I'm a, 2059 so i've got to yeah. i've got to act like one <laughs> yeah yeah so, and then i guess that it gives you a little boost in confidence and it gives you a little boost in training just little bits here and there and then obviously transition that into a goal um and we got to wait an extra year but mm. that's right so yeah as, as i said where do the goals go from that though is it just okay it was 1459 now i want to be faster than that or do you start looking at records that you know, a Grant Hackett at eighteen or Mac Horton at eighteen. I'm not across one hundred percent who has the eighteen year yeah, old no, record, well, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do you look at those things, or do you simply go, all right, fourteen fifty nine? I've got to try and beat that mark. Um, well, obviously, like at the major meets, you wanna you wanna do a PB, but um, you also wanna race who your present competition is, and you know, try be the best of the best, I guess, mm. and um. I guess that's the goal, focusing on myself and how I can do that, you know, how I can mix it with those older boys, especially next year. Um, and we've got a plan for that. We'll work towards that and hopefully it'll take care of itself. It's a bit of hard work. Mate, we've, we've talked a lot about you individually, but I know you love, you know, being a part of the team, being around the boys. How much fun was, were the relays over there with the boys? Oh, yeah, that was hectic. I had the privilege of, I think I did three two or three relays and yeah it was just it was pretty hectic like you're all in there together um they say swimming's an individual sport but when you do something like that you really do know you got three other blokes behind your back um and it just it it can make you more nervous or it can take a weight off your shoulders personally it made me a bit more nervous because I, I felt like i had a job to do i wasn't just letting down myself i was i could potentially let down the other three boys but yeah I know they wouldn't see it that way, but you always have that 
thing in the back of your head telling you that might. But um, yeah, nah, it was, it was just good fun. Good. Fun. That four by two obviously was a standout. Yeah, yeah, especially to get that done with a um, team like that. And apparently, it was the one of the first, I think, first junior team where we all went sub one fifty. I think Barrow said, oh, but um, very nice. So yeah, and we didn't even know that until he told us. So again, another little boost in all of us, you know, to 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 be proud that we were a part of that. Mm. Yeah. Well, mate, you're 17 at the moment. Uh, do you still feel like an eight? Hey, I just turned I turned 18 in uh, June. Oh, yeah. How am I supposed yeah. to know you had a birthday a month ago? I don't keep a track of your bloody Instagram. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's say you're eight. You're 18. Just no, turned yeah. 18 Good now. Touch. Yeah. Um, do do you feel like you know you are now an open swimmer, or do you still feel like you're in the middle of that transition? So you know, for example, when you step up and in a final, uh, uh, you know, for a fifteen hundred, and there's mm. Jack McLaughlin, a few of the other boys, are you comfortable in that scenario now? Um, well, I feel like this was sort of the year that I would be sort of transitioning into that stage. Yeah, but now sort of the, all the everything's sort of changed, I guess. I guess I just got to jump that stage and then next year be, be comfortable with it. And I don't know if I will or not, but I, I bet I better be. <laughs> There's only one way to find out, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, away from the pool, what, what do you get up to? So if you're not going up and down the black line, you've not got chlorine and, and all sorts of God knows what in your ears, yeah. what, what do you get up to? Um, well, be busy with uni, but if I've got like some little hobbies, don't mind. Um, what bit? Of, I love my motorsport. Mm-hmm. Keeping up with Formula One, you know, MotoGP. Love that since I was about really young. Grandpa was into it. My dad's into it. We love that. And also, I've been help, <laughs> been helping around with a bit of the bit of the lawn during all this isolation stuff and um yeah can cut some grass can you it's actually actually quite satisfying (laughs) (laughs) do you just do you just mow the lawn do you whip a snip what else do you know get the trees going whip a snip yeah i do my grandpa's place as well um but yeah up after get the blower out yeah it's like a bit of bit of art at the end (laughs) (laughs) what about um what about gurneying, mate? Do you get the gurney out? Because I find that super satisfying. Yeah, no, it's actually decent. I, after my, I had a small, like, little 18, and there was a bit of mess, and I had to gurney. And, yeah, yeah seeing it just the fresh concrete, it's a, bit, uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit amusing. Mate, I just keep going. I can't stop. I end up gurneying yeah, the next-door neighbor's driveway because yeah, I got you, to the end of mine. I'm like, well, that looks shit now. I've got to keep going. So <laughs> You start writing letters and stuff. Yeah. I start. Exactly. Now, mate, you mentioned uni there. Uh, what's yeah. the balance like for you? And you know, how do you find it? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I've only had one semester, but I know I was quiet with swimming um, at the start of this year. But I found it all right personally. You know, the online—it's all a lot of it is online anyway now. Um, mm. So it wasn't even too bad. And, you know, I learned the skills during school to be able to do that. Um, and they taught me well. And, yeah, it's just about time management, I guess. For all the younger swimmers out there, though, mate, when you're at school, how did you go balancing it? Yeah, it is tough. But I reckon just if I'm going to offer one piece of advice, it's just communication, especially with your teachers or if you've got a head of, head of studies or something, just make sure they're all on board with what, what your goals are in the pool and out of the pool. Um, and then, yeah, all about communication. 
I think that's perfect advice. Yeah. Communication does, does usually, um, you know, fix most situations. I like to finish our chats with some less serious questions, mate, because I think mm. these sort of answers give us a little bit more of an insight into, you know, what Tommy Neal's like away from, yeah. from the pool. So yeah. I'll throw it out there and whatever first comes to your head, you throw it back. So yeah. what's your favorite music to listen to? Trance. <laughs> yes. Influenced obviously by your, no. by your coach. No, <laughs> no, no, no lyrics. <laughs> Favorite movies? I'll give you movies. You can have a few. All right. I like Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, fan of the the new Creeds, even the the old Rockies. Um, yeah, I like it too. And isn't it funny how much they can flog a dead horse? Like we know what's going to happen. We know that he's going to come back. We already know this and we're like, oh, he's oh, going to, no. but then we still get, go- I still get goosebumps at the end when animal. he's doing it. I'm like, I know, I know. absolute animal. <laughs> <laughs> what about mate? You're a swimmer. So you love your feeds. What are some of your favorite meals? Ooh, chicken palmy at the cool and beach surf club or even the cool and beach hotel. That goes all right. Um, chicken palmy. What do you have? Do you have um, salad or veggies? Cause they always oh. ask that salad or veggies. And I say it doesn't really matter because I won't be eating either. But yeah, I'm sure right. you get amongst it. <laughs> I give my salad to my mum. Right. <laughs> Just shift it on. Yeah. What about favourite TV shows, mate? What do you like to watch? Um, oh, I've just actually finished The Office. Oh, yeah? American yeah. version? Yeah, the American version. It was unreal. <laughs> my dad's watching it at the moment. I'm just like re-watching it with him. I, I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is very, very you funny. I actually started watching um, the English version, which was the first one with Ricky Gervais, oh, right. um, which is equally as funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely funny. It's slightly <laughs> different humour because they're English and they're, you know, but yeah. I, I prefer the English humour a little bit better. But yeah, still funny. Still funny. Have you seen the in between, is it? Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very very yeah. funny stuff none of the jokes we can uh, we can say on here but yes i don't think we can <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, i love when he throws that kid in the pool and the kid can't swim what's that that from the first one that's the first one in is it the, in between the movie, his movie um when they go to greece yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Manchester, manchester yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he only throws the kid in the pool he can't <laughs> swim um <laughs> i'm gonna get off track mate if you keep yeah. talking about that um what about favorite games to play, mate? Now, are, are you a gamer? I'm not. So any of your answers yeah. are purely to the audience who are gamers because I have no idea. Yeah, no, I'm personally not actually. I, I did go through that, that is it the Fortnite stage yeah. back in grade 12, but um, I'm really not talented at all. Yeah. Um, I was really letting down my mates. <laughs> they, they weren't too happy. So I decided just to make everyone happy and give it away <laughs> getting hammered getting hammered yeah. through the um through the headphones were you with people just telling you oh mate i had to turn that okay off <laughs> getting now mate, as a coach obviously i love my quotes um whether i i say some myself and i pretend that they are mine or i i do you know take some from from others what about yeah. yourself have you heard any good quotes or any that stick with you that you like to keep um Oh, well, me and Damo have a, have a little one sort of going. Um, you, do you know Ronnie Coleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the lightweight baby? I don't know that, but I know Ronnie Coleman. Oh, yeah. if, you watch his, if you watch a couple of his YouTube videos, yeah, lifting about 6,000 kilos and he's just screaming lightweight baby. <laughs> so we, whenever, whenever we're hurting during training, he, Damo's just yelling at me, 
but yeah. uh, the little thing that stays with you. Oh, very nice, mate. Whatever works. Now, yeah. listen, that intro already at such a young age was, was fantastic with everything that I said about you. When you come back on in, say, two or three years' time, what will I be adding to the intro? Or what would you like me to be adding to the intro anyway? <laughs> oh, there's a lot, of, a lot of possible things, I guess. But um, obviously, hopefully next year, it is a big year. Um, first year, I guess, out of a junior environment. Mm. Um, but personally, I don't like, I don't, I don't like putting pressure on myself, you know, especially this early on, but yeah, I've got my goals next year of, you know, next July, hopefully being on that team going to mm-hmm. Tokyo or whatever events, um, you know, representing your country at the, the, the highest honor. It's every yeah. kid's dream. And, um, if that comes brilliant, but if not, you know, you just, there's definitely plenty of other tent uh, plenty other open teams next year and plenty of opportunities down the track. So, but yeah, we'll just wait and see what happens. <laughs> very well said, mate. Very level headed. I put you on the spot there and you navigated around it very well. <laughs> so you're professional in the making and interviews. Um, mate, I think it's a perfect chance to wrap it up there. Firstly, yeah. thank you for coming on. Uh, I know you. you guys are back into training, mate, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and have a chat. Good luck over yeah. the next, you know, nine, 10, however long it is months and with training and obviously yeah. uh, racing your state champs in December and, and national champs next year. So I wish you all the best. Hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll have another thank chat you, somewhere down the track, mate, but thank you for coming yeah. on off the block swimming podcast. No, appreciate it. Thanks Robbie. Cheers buddy. Today's episode of off the block swimming podcast is proudly powered as always by pro swim workouts. Now, coming your way tomorrow is an episode that is a must for all listeners of Off The Block Swimming Podcast as I go one-on-one with arguably one of the greatest swimming coaches of all time. He is the man behind names like Ryan Lochte and, of course, Caleb Dressel, and he's a man who has coached 68 Olympians in his career so far. Yes, I'm talking about the legend that is Mr. Greg Troy. Definitely one you will not want to miss. Make sure you jump on board, guys, and have a listen tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. Keep smiling, and it's bye for now.